So what we chose to do instead of things like protesting and other sorts of activism, we wanted to do educational outreach, which I believe it spreads. You know, it people are more receptive to it. And that's why it's also just generally how I function. Um, I would rather help someone along on their journey rather than, you know, yell at someone or tell someone that they're wrong. Welcome to the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Singer, and this is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. Today, I have my first in-person guest on the show, which means she is sitting here right next to me as we record, and she also happens to be an amazing leader in my local vegan community from my hometown area of South Central PA. She is the founder and president of the nonprofit Animal Advocates of South Central PA, event director of York PA's Harvest Veg Fest, and on top of that, she is a VP of Williams Architects, an architecture firm rooted in sustainability and quality design. It is with great pleasure that I bring to the show Adrian Williams. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? It's Christmas Eve, so it is Christmas I'm getting Eve. ready for some parties tonight. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the listeners hear this, it is probably going to be maybe a few months after Christmas Eve, so we hope that everyone had an amazing holiday. So, But sure. it is great to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to hear your insights on... Um, well, not only running a nonprofit that benefits animals, but also kind of being uh, one of the founders or persons who directs uh, a veg fest. That's a pretty big deal. So cool. All right. So I like to start off my podcast with my guests by asking kind of a deeper question. So what is your mission statement on life? You know, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to leave when you're gone here? Sure. So I would say my mission statement is to don't stop striving to make the world a better place. Don't stop learning. Don't stop just being a better person every day. It might be really cliche to say this, but life is a journey and there's really no end point. I think so many people in the world today just get so complacent and they look forward to, you know, just at the end of their work career or whatever, they just want to retire to a place where they're just happy and, you know, just living in the sun. But I don't, I don't want to do that. I would really like to go on as long as I possibly can, just learning and being a better person. So, and I hope um, I inspire other people to do the same. I really don't want uh, to come off as better than anyone for being vegan or for, you know, doing what I do. But yeah, I just don't want to uh, have an end point. I, I want to keep going, you know, yeah. and I want other people to strive to do that too. That's amazing. I 100% agree. I think that as soon as you think that, all right, I need to work towards this and then that's it, then you've, um, you've kind of given up in life, you know, and, and, and when you give up, when you give up learning and growing as a person, then you've given up on life because in life, that's, that's all we're meant to do is to learn and grow as people. This is a continuous journey until exactly. the end, until yeah. the day that we die. So, um, I 100% agree with that. And I think that that is a great mission statement. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you growing up and kind of how you came into this vegan lifestyle. 
Sure. So I guess I grew up um, as an animal lover. I grew up with cats in my household, and um, I always really enjoyed seeing animals at the zoo and the aquarium and, um, you know, wildlife in my backyard. But it didn't really connect for me until I met a woman at a wedding when I was, I believe I was 25, and I... I was wondering why she wasn't eating anything at the wedding. (laughs) I thought it was so odd. She was just standing uh, at the one side of the venue. And I went up to her and I said, hey, aren't you hungry? You know, like trying to befriend her. And she was like, well, I'm vegan. And I had no clue what that even meant. Right. Which was funny because I lived in Philadelphia for five years. I consider myself, you know, a person who seeks out information and I do recall when I was in Rome studying abroad that one of um, my peers, actually, he didn't eat meat and cheese. And I always wondered why. (laughs) (laughs) And I never made the connection, which is so crazy to me. But he never said the word vegan. He never explained it to me. He just said that he didn't eat animal products. So I was like, okay, sure. So when I met this woman at the wedding, her name is Ellen and Shout out to her. She's awesome. <laughs> she lives Shout in Costa Rica now with her oh, husband. Man, so amazing. yeah, her and Jason living in the sun, but they're striving for something. Right. They have a B&B down there and um, it's awesome. Oh, it's I, I highly suggest checking it out. Bella Fauna. But um, so yeah, when I met her and at the wedding, she explained to me what vegan meant. And I feel like my eyes were opened. I felt like the stars were actually aligned that day because in any other situation, I might have brushed it off and just been like, okay, like she's like vegetarian. Right. Who cares? You know, but I think it might have had a little bit to do with I was a little tipsy and I was just really (laughs) into like what she was saying. And it it just spoke to me like I couldn't I couldn't stop listening to her I kept asking her questions I was asking her about eggs and milk and you know everything about veganism and I I went home that night and I haven't turned back wow really so it was just like that (laughs) yeah that's crazy I mean at the time I it did take me a month to go from eating anything and everything to being vegan but um over the course of that month I dove into research and documentaries and I just I couldn't get enough yeah so, I mean, what do you think the difference was? Because I'm sure you had met vegetarians in the past, and like you said, in Rome, and sure. and you never questioned it, or you never, you know, so it was just like this woman's energy that kind of just it drew you into what she had to say, and yeah. then it just resonated with you? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was exactly, but meeting her, and, I, you know, it was other things in my life going on, like, I was trying to better myself at the time, and, you know, just... I don't know what it was about her, though. It was just it must have been so many different things happening in my life that just collided. And it just it was like, this is it. And I just I couldn't stop learning. And I got very, very passionate about it. And I still am. So that's amazing. I think um, there's something to be said for for people when they're at like a crossroads in their life or they're, you know, during critical moments in their life when they're more open to growing in some way it doesn't necessarily have to be related to veganism but if they're you know willing to grow in some way in another area it's almost like uh, you can kind of have these fringe things that you can throw in at the same time mm-hmm. so whether that's veganism or, or something else and they can they're willing to accept it because yes. 
on a day to day, most people live very unconscious lives. And what I mean by that is just, you know, you go about your daily actions and you don't really think about it. You're not consciously Mm -hmm. thinking or self-aware or self-reflecting. And that is one of the biggest, biggest predecessors for growth is self-reflection and being self-aware of what's going on around you. So, you know, most people are living their day-to-day lives and they're not going to be receptive to this information because, you know, they, why, why would they have a reason to be there? You know, they're conditioned to just live, you know, a very basic life and yes. repeat it every day. Yes. So when they're at these crossroads, it's like all of a sudden, like you open up almost like these new pathways in your brain. It's just like, oh, I'm like ready to receive information, like no matter what it is. So exactly. Um, very, yeah. very important thing. Like any advocates for this lifestyle, I say this all the time, but you never know how many drops somebody has in their bucket before it's ready to tip. Mm-hmm. They could have mm-hmm. one, they could have 500, you know? Mm-hmm. So planting seeds is so important. And obviously you're at the point where your bucket was ready to tip and it happened. So that's a great story. (laughs) You know, I've heard a lot of vegan stories over the years and, um, you know, a lot of them are the traditional, like, uh, I watched this documentary and and I learned about this and learned Mm -hmm. about that. But, um, you know, every now and again, you get a story that's kind of just like, wow, really? That's how it went. So yeah. I think that's what you got. It was surprising (laughs) to me, honestly, like that's not something I would say that as a person, I don't want to be normal. You know, I like, I don't know how to frame this exactly. But basically, I don't want to be the status quo, I guess. I don't want to fit in a mold. Right. I want I've always, you know, kind of been um, a fringe person of sorts. Um, maybe it's just my personality or, you know, it probably has to do a lot with my parents. And um, they brought me up in a in a household where I, I'm an only child and they did give me a lot of um, freedom, I'd say, to express myself and to do what I want. And um, I wouldn't say I ran with it too much because I wasn't like, you know, out doing crazy things all the time, yeah. but they definitely let me express myself in a certain way. So I've always just uh, wanted to be a little different to some degree. And um, veganism has definitely... I feel like that's that it's just part of my personality now. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's always meant to be. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's just for me it's about being authentic. So, whatever that is, you know, if it happens to fit in with the rest of society, as long as you're being authentic to yourself, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters, but I think most people find that when they're actually authentic to themselves, you know, we are all we're all very similar in the sense of like at the core of our being what we want. But in the sense of, you know, who we are as as humans varies greatly. We're oh, all yeah. so unique. So I find that when people are being authentic with themselves, there is no such thing as normal. You know, yeah. we're all weird so in our true. own right. So <laughs> yeah. well, let's talk about uh, Animal Advocates of South Central PA. Sure. Give me the backstory on that and how it got started, why you wanted to get into it and what you've done with, um, with that organization. Sure. So the wedding that I went to where my whole life turned around (laughs) um, that one night was in September. And it was about a month and a half until I wanted to start to be active for animals. And by that time, you know, I was full vegan. I was living it up, you know, kind of kind of angry at the time. (laughs) But um, I I was seeking out different activist groups in the area. There was one and it was 
called Animal Advocates of South Central PA. It was not me who came up with the name. Okay. So, um, but it was a woman who lived around here who um, I think this might have even been the first protest that she organized. And um, so she organized a protest for a rodeo. And oh my gosh, if you go to a protest and it's a rodeo protest as your first one, it was a rough crowd. (laughs) I can imagine. So my first protest was in 2014 at the farm show in Harrisburg. There were about, I want to say 15 to 20, but I'm not 100% on the number, but it seemed very large, especially for my first protest. I had no idea what I was going into. It was very eye-opening though because of the reactions that we got we were right in front of the doors there was a security guard that she was pretty obviously against the rodeo um she actually did talk to us about it a little bit and how she you know like that we were there yeah and nice. that someone was sticking up for animals um because i think she said something about she went to a rodeo when she was younger and she felt really bad for the animals. So yeah. she was happy that someone was there uh, speaking for them. And she let us stand right in front of the doors to the main entrance of the farm show. And we were all in a line. We all had different signs. And it was so funny to me because the things that people were saying to us, like get a job. It was a Saturday night. <laughs> I didn't have anywhere else to be. Sticking up for animals seemed like, you know, at that point in my life, like the best place I could possibly be. And I felt so good to be around all of these other people. I, up to that point, it was only a month and a half in. So it wasn't like, you know, I was going years and years being vegan without any relationships uh, with other vegans. But it felt so good to me to be around these people who understood. Now, I will say that not everybody was vegan there, but everyone there obviously opposed the rodeo. So uh, that was that was a great protest. It was I felt like we really had a good impact. Yeah. Because even if someone didn't say something to us, they saw the signs. And I bet you when a lot of people were there, probably possibly for their first rodeo, that they walked into it thinking about the animals experience. Right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. uh, So that was really good. And um, it really got me amped up to do more protesting and activism. Yeah. So so that naturally led into... So you didn't have the name then, but you founded... Talk about how exactly did that dynamic work? Sure. So it really happened organically. So that was in 2014 that the rodeo protest happened. And we actually didn't become an official nonprofit until last year, the beginning of 2017. Okay. So between then, we started organizing under the name of Animal Advocates of South Central PA just because it was kind of general. Right. And it also encompassed what we do and where we were. So I like that about it. And um, so we started, you know, doing some outreach events here and there, and they were very small scale. We did some at the markets um, on Earth Day um, in Lancaster, Harrisburg and York, and they actually went really well. We had vegan baked goods there and we gave out literature and we were we were, you know, organized to some degree, but definitely not like how we are now. Right. So we didn't have the t-shirts. We didn't have the look. We were just, we wore, you know, vegan t-shirts of sorts. And um, we had some random literature probably from vegan outreach. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we did other things between the rodeo and between becoming an official nonprofit. 
but things really got amped up when we got our nonprofit status. Right. So did you kind of like put yourself into like naturally like a leadership role? Did you like find yourself starting to like organize more of these events yourself? Is that kind of how it happened? Because obviously, you know, you're the founder. So, um, you know, how, how exactly did you get into that that leadership position? I feel like I've naturally always been someone who organizes other people. I don't think I'm bossy. But being bossy, I don't think is a bad thing. It, it, it depends <laughs> on how how you work with other people. Right. And um, I think what I do is I mobilize other people to get active. And I'm just pretty good at bugging people to do things. Right. So it came very naturally how the organization was formed and how we um, started to do what we do. We We kind of had a very broad idea of what we wanted to do at the very beginning. And once we sat down and started to form the nonprofit, we really needed a better idea of what our mission was because we had to come up with a mission statement and we had to have a better focus. Right. So what we chose to do instead of things like protesting and other sorts of activism, we wanted to do educational outreach, which I believe is, I mean, it's, it spreads you know, it, people are more receptive to right. it. And that's why it's also just generally how I function. Um, I would rather help someone along on their journey rather than, you know, yell at someone or so- tell someone that they're wrong. Right. Right. I would rather just, you know, plant seeds and be very peaceful and kind to people because that's generally who I am and how I work. Yeah. So that makes a lot of yeah. sense. That's awesome. And so what kind of things when you're doing, you know, like educational outreach, um, what kind of events are you talking about here? So our main goal is to go all around South Central PA and to go to events that are happening, such as we've gone to Dogs Day in the Park in New Freedom. We've gone to Woofstock in Harrisburg. We've gone to the Lancaster Veg Fest um, and lots of other events in York, Harrisburg and Lancaster and some outside of the area. But um, when we go to these, we have our booth, we have our setup, we have tables and we have literature and we have vegan snacks that we give out for free. People spin a little wheel and the kids really like that, which when the kids come over to us, their parents have to follow and then we start talking to them. So uh, we also have, and this is really exciting for this year, but we've been doing VR and showing people videos. But this year, we're going to start showing people the videos on an Oculus. Okay, Yeah, so that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So um, we get a lot of interesting reactions from the videos. Some people cry and get really emotional. And they're just so caught off guard by what they just saw on the videos. And I totally understand because when I first started looking into it, I couldn't even believe that we were doing those types of things to animals. So you like, don't believe it's legal that it's actually happening. Yeah, exactly. It's so beyond my comprehension really that it goes on every day. But, um, for these people who come up to our booth and our booth is, we have bright colors and we have lots of animals all over the place. And, um, our mission is pretty clearly stated right on our tent. 
it says, let compassion be your compass. Love it. So, yeah. So <laughs> we're not pushy. We, we love when people just come up to us and they're intrigued and they're like, who are these people and what are they doing? And why do they have like, you know, pigs and puppies on their their backdrop like right. what is this i i like animals right yeah <laughs> and then the bright colors like you said you know lures them into mm-hmm. and and i've done a few uh, outreach events with you guys and you know like you said you have uh like, like the spin the wheel you mm-hmm. know to get the kids active and stuff like that and i've definitely found uh with the vr uh the virtual reality and and if people don't want to do that there's the the video option as well mm-hmm. You know, and they take a little survey before and after. And, you know, the couple events that I have done with you guys, you know, you're always going to have your people who, you know, it doesn't affect them. And that's fine. You know, don't mm-hmm, focus on sure. them. But there are those people who are so genuinely just like you said, like shocked. And it just comes down to a basic uh, ignorance of most people just aren't educated on this topic. And, you know, that's with anything in life is that a lot of hate stems from ignorance. So mm-hmm. when you see vegans and, you know, you have this negative, uh, you know, uh, correlation between vegans and these like nasty, angry people and stuff like that. I mean, there's more than just that. Now there's so many vegans from different walks of life, but what you have to understand is that do the education and understand what the lifestyle is actually about and dive into it yourself. And then from there, you're much better able to make, you know, a decision. And, and that's what we find a lot is that when people watch this stuff is like, it like turns on a light switch. It's like, oh, like I understand now. Like mm-hmm. I understand why you guys are out here doing this. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people walk away who are just like very committed to uh, either being vegetarian, vegan, or at the least learning more. So yep. I agree with you 100%. Educational outreach is amazing. Have people come up to you, lure them in rather than hold up a sign, tell them they're wrong or yeah. yell at them. You know, that's why I love uh, Cuba Truth too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuba Truth is, is a very interactive form of activism where, you know, people hold up the TVs that mm-hmm. show, you know, what's going on in the animal agriculture factory farms this and that Mm -hmm. and people have to come up and they and they watch it and then they can have a conversation with someone but it's a very you know um it's a very non-aggressive way of activism Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you guys are doing with the educational outreach so um what what positive i've obviously described some from my own experience but Mm -hmm. you know from from your perspective what positive influence has these events had on me or other people? Uh, I'd say on other people. Okay. So we have a lot of people who come up to us and they know we are promoting veganism and we get lots of questions about, you know, specific things, eggs, milk, um, leather, so forth. Um, and I get to have really in-depth conversations with people and they ask me these very specific questions and I... Normally, when I I hope anyways, when they walk away, they leave with a better understanding of how those products, you know, how they get made. Um, And I think most people who come up to us are very genuine and they are asking these questions because they really want to know instead of picking at us, you know, like, hey, what do you know about this? Like trying to find our faults and, you know, (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to get you. You're wearing leather (laughs) shoes, you know. But, um, yeah, we have a lot of really good conversations and people are just so receptive to what our message is. And normally, you know, when we're doing outreach, we have everyone at the booth has a different thing that they say to people when they come up because, you know, you got to like start somewhere. Right. 
So normally I say, are you vegan, vegetarian, thinking about it? And a lot of people might say, I guess I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It doesn't give them a no option. Like, you know, oh, right. I'm not thinking about it. Because no one says that. Right. <laughs> people, people might say like, oh, I try to eat vegan. And I say, well, what do you eat that's not vegan? And then we get into it. Or, you know, if someone is like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, are you an animal lover? Or do you consider yourself an environmentalist? And they're going to say something. They're not going to say, oh, I'm nothing. Right. Like, you know, normally. So I like to get the conversation started and move into what they respond to. So, um, I mean, my goal with talking to people in the public is to get them thinking. And once they have the information, because we always send them away with some sort of literature, if it's not our vegan guide for South Central PA, it's something from vegan outreach. We have PETA stuff. We have lots of different stuff that covers, you know, different um, reasons to be vegan. If it's environmental health, you know, the animals, world peace, so forth. We have um, even religious uh, leaflets that, you know, I think it's called would Jesus eat meat today or something of yeah. that sort? So, yeah. I mean, um, so we send people away with literature, hoping that they're going to dive into it. And I think there's a pretty good chance that if they have it, they might at least scan through it. Right. And something might spark their interest. So, um, yeah, my goal is that they walk away knowing more and striving to learn more. Right. And I'm sure that you're definitely having that effect. Has anyone ever come back to you and said, hey, I've made these changes because of what I learned from you? Yes. So one specific um, instance happened. I was at a vegan drinks and it was at uh, Evergreen Brewery. Oh, nice. And um, I was sitting next to this woman and she said, oh, yeah, um, I met the animal advocates at uh, the Veggie Fest at Strawberry Square. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's cool. What did you think? She said, oh, well, we went vegan after we met you guys. Oh, wow. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and now you're here. Because one of the other goals for us is not just to get people to go vegan, but to stay vegan and form this community. Mm-hmm. So we work with other groups to, you know, have different events all the time. And that's one of the reasons we started VegFest is because we saw this need to form this community and to build it up. And we work with South Central PA Vegan Drinks. We work with um, sanctuaries and nonprofits all over the area so that, you know, we can keep it going and to get people involved. And once they are vegan, do they want to help animals? Do they want to, you know, we're doing um, a dinner for homeless people coming up. So, like, do you want to get involved? Here's some ways to get involved. Right. That actually rolls right into one of my next questions was, you know, how do you how have you cultivated this? vegan community in York PA out of all places, which is not, you know, um, traditionally known as like, you know, a progressive uh, city by any means. So, you know, obviously you touched a bit on that, but dive a little bit deeper in, in how, because really in South Central PA, I mean, Harrisburg is the capital of Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. but I see even less here, but like, especially in York, you know, where, where you guys, you know, operate out of, uh, a majority of the time that has mm-hmm. just expanded into this amazing vegan community in a, in a place that seemingly would not have that. So, you know, talk a little bit more about how that you cultivated that. Well, I can't take total credit for anything. And it's always me, the board and the volunteers who do everything. So we've cultivated the vegan movement in South Central PA by not only doing the outreach, but making sure that people have, um, 
like we have the restaurant list. So we have resources available on our website. Um, so if you are thinking about going vegan and you don't know where to eat in your local area, you don't know, you know, where can you buy groceries and so forth. That's why we made the vegan guide. And that's why we have the website. Um, we also make sure that people, um, have lots of things to do. So we have a newsletter, uh, where we tell people what upcoming events we're having and what other events are going on in the area. So we have lots of things going on that you can get involved with. And if you don't want to directly get involved with us or another organization, you know, most of these events are just going out to eat. Right. And, you know, once you insert yourself into the local vegan community, I mean, they're, they're going to be your friends. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that I now consider friends are vegan and I met them through different vegan events. And, um, you know, I see them outside of vegan events and sure we talk about vegan things a lot, but we also <laughs> just are normal people who hang out and, you know, have a good time together. Right. So I think these are really important because if you're have, if you're going through a situation or you're having difficulty in some way, these people that you meet through the vegan drinks and through the other um, events in the area, that's how you're going to get propped up. Right. And that's how you're going to have, you know, my friends and my vegan community are really my backbone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any lasting change uh, that you make in your life is always easier when it's supported by mm -hmm. a community, close friends, family, anything like that. So 100% agreed. Sometimes I think a lot of people feel isolated because, you know, you're vegan and maybe your family isn't and you don't really have any friends. And it's like, oh, everyone who's vegan is online. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you do a little bit of, you know, searching and digging, there's normally actually some really great um, local organizations that do exactly what you guys do and, and yep. put stuff together like that. Even if it's just going out to eat like you don't have to go to a protest or anything like that or any of the events. Just like come out and just, you know, um, connect with other vegans who yeah, are living the same exactly. lifestyle as you. So uh, that's really cool. Awesome. And. I wanted to touch briefly on, you know, like what are some of the challenges um, with running this nonprofit? Because obviously we talked about so many of the amazing benefits, but let's just say somebody was out there who wanted to do more uh, along the same lines, you know, mm -hmm. start their own nonprofit or get more involved in, you know, activism or advocacy in some way. You know, what are the big challenges you face? Oh my gosh, I guess at the onset of when we formed the Animal Advocates of South Central PA, uh, it was basically just general organization of how we were going to do things and what we were going to try to do. Um, we had to, as I said earlier, uh, we had such a broad idea of what we wanted to do. We were doing so many different things before we became a nonprofit. We were doing protests and we were doing leafleting and we were um, doing the Food for Thought program, which basically, if you're not familiar, it's put on by Animal Place and they um, they reach out to rescues and sanctuaries that may not be vegan and they basically serve animals at functions raising money for animals. Uh, okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they go to these these rescues and shelters and ask them to have animal friendly food policies. So we were um, doing things like this. We actually sent a letter out to a bunch of rescues in the area yeah. asking if they would, you know, consider having a animal, animal friendly food policy. We actually heard back from none of them. Wow. <laughs> 
which wow. is very interesting. So some of the issues at the onset were like, I only have so much time in a day. Yeah. What do I want to do with that time? And I need to really focus and I need to uh, understand how I'm going to do this, who's going to do it. There's a lot more behind the scenes than a lot of people probably know in any workplace or organization. That's very obvious. But when you see something that we're doing, there was probably months, weeks of planning. So it is very time consuming. I would say if you're going to get into doing something like this, be aware of that and um, just know that you're going to find some people very reliable and some people are not. And you're going to start to understand who can do what. And I have personally understood that over the course of the last four years that I'm someone who's better behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm good at organizing and it's my strong point. So I just go with it. You know, I'm not going to pretend I am very good at even doing this. (laughs) You're doing amazing so far. (laughs) Thank you. But, um, If I could choose what to do, it would be organizing things. And that's generally why I wanted to be the event director of Harvest Veg Fest because I'm pretty organized. I'm even a little OCD with it. Yeah. Uh, I have binders and binders and my files on my computer are very organized. (laughs) (laughs) I make checklists. I'm like, my boyfriend can tell you, I have uh, what I'm going to do throughout the day and I, I get it done. Wow. And people always wonder like... Adrian, how do you get all this stuff done? Like I said earlier, I don't stop. Yeah. So I just like, (laughs) if I do finish something, I'm on to the next. Yeah. Like I'm going to get it done. And I set goals and um, that's pretty much it. I set goals and I finish them. Yeah. So just make sure you, you know, focus on your strengths Mm -hmm. and go forward uh, with that place first and make sure it's something you're passionate about because it's going to be very time consuming. Yes. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, anyone that's... and. And also, I think people who are looking to get more into uh, activism or advocacy, you know, you don't have to. I feel like some people feel like they they almost have this like moral obligation. And that's not always the case. But you can also understand that activism and advocacy comes in so many different ways. It could just be cooking food for somebody. You Mm -hmm. know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like an organized event. So I think just. You know, and I even say too, you know, if you're vegan and you don't do anything like, you know, you're still you're still doing a good part. So I don't think anyone has to feel bad or or feel, you know, morally obligated. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I what I find is that most people who are ethically motivated in this lifestyle want to do something anyway. Sure. So yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, but, you know, just doing even the smallest thing, you know, start off with that. And then as it goes, if it's something you're passionate about and you feel good doing it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Make sure it just resonates with who you are as a person and and you know what you want to accomplish and, and do for the world and if that resonates then go full on and focus on your strengths and put your everything into it but i think that's amazing you've done you know such a good job so far i mean i've seen the growth of of the organization not really knowing exactly what it was at first and then like you know to where it's at now just being so organized mm-hmm. and <laughs> You know, when I the couple events I've done for you guys, it's always amazing. There's so many great volunteers and just, you know, what you guys provide, the educational service and all that. It's just it's very well thought out and very well done. So um, definitely pat yourself on the back and everyone else who's uh, put the time and effort into it as well. You know, you guys have done amazing so far. Thank so you. let's talk about uh, Harvest Veg Fest. So for sure. people who are listening, you know, we've thrown the word around. Um, obviously, most of you are familiar with what a Veg Fest is, but 
where did the inspiration for that come? Because again, it's a veg fest that is in York, PA, a city that is just not known for having, you know, uh, vegan, let alone, you know, vegetarian options. So uh, talk a little bit more about that. So it all began, I want to say three years ago, maybe that we started talking about it. And it didn't occur to me that I could, you know, lead the way. At the time, I I mean, that was before we even started the organization officially. It was kind of just like, you know, if I had time, we'd organize something and it happened and it wasn't like, you know, the best outreach event, but we, you know, got to a few people and it was fun. And yeah, so I didn't even consider back then that I would be doing it. Honestly, I'm still a little, I'm, I'm in awe really that it even <laughs> happened. Like we, yeah. it happened, we did it and it was successful and, um, I'm just so excited to do it again. So, uh, I have a team, my, uh, committee that helped me plan it. And we started in June, 2000. 17 officially with meetings. So we really got organized. We wanted to make sure that we had everything planned out and ready to go. So it, it started with the Lancaster Veg Fest and I helped plan that one a little bit um, behind the scenes. I wouldn't say I was a huge part of the planning, but I was definitely like in the mix helping get things set up for the first one. And I learned how it came together and after that, I was like, you know what? I could do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just I make a checklist. And yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Just make a bunch of checklists and, you know, start communicating. I found that above everything, communication is 100% key for everything in life. I don't even oh, care yeah. what it is. It's always down in communication. If someone just stops talking or just like doesn't tell you some pertinent information, that's what is, you know, the biggest reason something might not be the best it could be right so that was my main goal for harvest veg fest that communication was always um as clear as possible between vendors sponsors between the committee so we started planning everything we got the location we got the date we came up with the idea of the harvest veg fest because we really wanted to do it in the fall and it actually fell right on the first day of fall so that's why we oh, nice. it the harvest veg fest awesome um, and also this area you know we are known for our farmers around yeah. here mm-hmm. there are farms everywhere you can't go anywhere in south central pa and not come across a farmer 20 right so, <laughs> so we have farms galore and we really wanted to highlight the local produce and just the vegan lifestyle so um i wouldn't say that we did the best with the produce we really need more farmers there for 2019 we really want you know small produce farmers um if, if anyone is hearing this, please reach out to me. But, um, <laughs> we really want to highlight as many farmers as possible because I think as vegans, we often get told, like, we don't care about farmers. Do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah, I, I think sometimes people think that we're trying to put, you know, uh, like animal farmers mm-hmm. out of business. Sure. And um, a podcast I just released, actually, um, with Carly Taylor, mm-hmm. she she mentioned about that as she that you know they get a lot of slack about that the vegans don't care about farmers and that's that's not the truth we we do care about farmers and that's why you know there's actually a lot of initiatives to um, help farmers who are 
raising livestock to switch over yeah. to, you know, produce vegetables yeah. and, you know, um, I was healthy, gonna, I, sustainable foods. I was going to say fruit, but they don't really grow fruit up here. Well, apples. Ah, yeah, I guess, but, apples and pears. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, there's a lot of <laughs> initiatives to help farmers in that way. So, you know, we're not, it's like, like we're hating the game, not the player, you yeah, know? Totally. So mm-hmm. it's, it's about ending this, this, this horrible, system of factory farming yes. and oppression against these animals it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the farmers you know uh anyway a proper vegan you know is the the lifestyle is about compassion mm-hmm. and that that extends to humans yes all right exactly. that's not just animals and i think that's a misconception between a lot of people so we care about farmers mm-hmm. and we want them to have jobs and, and we want them to know that there's enough there's enough wealth and prosperity for everybody and it can be done in a compassionate kind way exactly yeah. so Anyway, not to go off on too much no, of a tangent yeah. there, but yeah, so. That's exactly what we're trying to do. We really want to get local farmers involved in this. Um, we also want to just get the general community involved in it. We wanted as many nonprofits and uh, local businesses as possible. I mean, of course, we had a lot of vegan businesses that came from far away. We actually even had one, I think they came from, was it Portland? So you know, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as what veg harvest veg fest is, um, we really wanted it to center around South central PA as much as possible. Um, be local, be sustainable and focus on compassion for both animals and humans, like you said. So, and I think, uh, we were very successful in that we can only improve going forward. So, uh, we're starting to plan 2019, and we're really excited. We had a debriefing meeting right after the event and we had so many ideas and I'm just really, I'm pumped. <laughs> like once Ready I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, we're going to do this and this and this. I can't go crazy because I do have a career as well. So, you know, it's all about balancing the animal advocates, planning a big festival and, you know, my career, which I'm also trying to move ahead with and get I mean I'm getting my licensures for architecture right now so it's kind of there's a lot going on yeah. but it's really exciting at the same time um so downtime isn't really a thing that I even know about <laughs> <laughs> but um it just gets me going like I really like that I have both a career and animal advocacy and an org- organization that I like can it's kind of like my de-stressor really yeah. from work when I come home, like it doesn't stress me out to work on it because right. I really enjoy it. So I guess that's the other part of, um, if some people, your question a little bit ago was about, um, the, what, what's hard about running an organization is right. basically, uh, you know, obviously burnout and yeah. I, it fuels me up so I can't see myself burning out. Yeah, it really pumps me up, and I love seeing other vegans, and I love talking to people about veganism. So, yeah, it gets me really excited. <laughs> That's awesome. I think that that is the key combination in life: is to when your work is your passion, it's not work. It's you know, yeah, it's it's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And you know, work doesn't necessarily have to mean money. For some people, it does, but. Uh, you know, if you're contributing in some way to a cause, to the greater good of the world, or just helping in some way, I think that that is the ultimate fulfillment. And 
it's a lot easier to put passion into that. Um, so I think that that is amazing. And again, you know, what you've done so far with the organization and, and the veg fest, unfortunately I wasn't able to come last year, but I will be at this year's and uh, I'm looking forward to see, you know, what you've done. And I'm super excited to continue to see the growth with animal advocates of South central PA and harvest veg fest. And, um, just want to thank you very much for for sharing your insights on all this yeah, and thank you. giving a little taste <laughs> of what it means to be, you know, such a leader in in this local vegan community here in South Central PA. So, well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. <laughs> Where can we get in contact with, uh, let's say, you if somebody wants to, you know, volunteer in this area or just animal advocates of South Central PA if they want mm-hmm. to find out more information, harvest veg fresh. Just Give us all the details. Sure. So online, we're obviously on Facebook, um, Animal Advocates of South Central PA. We're on Instagram. Uh, if you want to go to our website, it's www.animaladvocatesscpa.com. And as far as VegFest, we are finishing up the website right now for 2019. So it isn't uh, fully finished, but you can definitely go check it out. And uh, it's harvestvegfestyork.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. So go check us out. And we just uploaded a new video um, on the Harvest Veg Fest Facebook page um, from this past year. And it's really exciting. So if you want to see more and uh, check out what exactly happened there, go look at the video. Cool. Awesome. Now we'll link all of these websites and uh, descriptions in the show notes below. So again, thank you, Adrian, for being here and uh, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the content of this episode and found value in the message, please share with a family member, a friend, a loved one, anyone you think would also resonate with this message. If you guys like the show, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps spread the message as far as it possibly can go. And if you guys want to stay updated with me, what I'm doing, and also have a chance to win some prizes, some giveaways, and hear about some exclusive offers, go to my website, www.theveganmanlyman.com, and sign up for my newsletter. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast.